I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Oh, we're starting? Yeah. This is what we did. Oh, okay. You're throwing me in the cold water. Germans don't like cold water. They like mild water. You're throwing me water. in the cold water. Yes. That's not an expression. Sort of, yeah. Anyway. Um, hi, everybody. Um, I hope you're as tired as I am, because what the fuck? Medvedev finished at what time? 3.46 a.m. 3.46 a.m. I did not watch till the end. I can just promise you that. But I was up till about 2 watching it. He won the third set. I said, I can't do it anymore. I went to bed because I was at the courts late calling as a ranker. The match has finished yesterday. What a day of tennis. I'm sorry. That is one of the, arguably one of the most unbelievable days of Grand Slam tennis ever. The day yesterday had more incredible matches than all of the last three slams together. <laughs> you said that to me last night. I swear, I looked it up yesterday again. I remember US Open was okay, but I remember the French and Wimbledon not having that many great matches. You had a few, but over the course of a fortnight, right? Yesterday, it was if you had Rod Labor tickets yesterday, oh it didn't matter whether it was day or night session. I mean... Yeah, literally, you literally saw some of the greatest comebacks, matches. All right, let's start with Iga Shiontek yes. before we get to the match that we need to all talk about. <laughs> but Iga Shiontek, I mean, which we thought was probably going to be the match we were going to talk about. Down 4-1, up, first of all, up a set and a break. And a break, yep. And then just went a little bit la-la land. Got a well, little bit... you will love this. Yeah, because you, you were courtside for this night. I was courtside, and you will love this because I thought of you because you have a really good instinct, and so does Chanda Rubin for that matter because I was calling that match with her. You have a really good instinct for one point that can turn the match around. Yeah. And it was 6-4, six one all, and she had a two break points. And a routine second serve backhand return <coughs> that she missed, but not like with intention. She just didn't go for it and she didn't play it safe and yeah. she missed it. And Chanda in that moment said, oh, that's a strange return, miss. And I was thinking of you because I feel like you're oftentimes the one that goes like, oh, that's a strange miss. And all of a sudden the whole match turned around. It just seemed like I saw Danielle Collins look up and it seemed like she gained hope. Yeah. And it was like she saw, she's like, oh, oh, the world she's... number one is fallible. Yeah. What is this? I've never seen that. And Iga just seemed rattled. Yeah. And Diane, Danielle, Diane. Diane. <laughs> Princess Diana is back <laughs> Princess playing Diana. tennis. 
Well, and Danielle went on, Danielle Collins, that is, Danielle Collins went on a streak of the next five games of tennis that I have never yeah. seen before. That was incredible. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing about Danielle. She can produce stuff like that, and she's got that personality, and she's got that, like, just in your face, and the crowd. It was just incredible what she was doing. And interestingly, you did a great post-match interview with Iga. She said to you, I just had to, in the end, realize that it's not possible. Is it possible for somebody to keep playing tennis yeah. like that? Yeah. You know, and she, she got down 4-1, two breaks to serve. Her second serve is so vulnerable. That, that was just not good. Just sitting in the middle of the box, just getting handed to her um, yeah. by Collins in the end. And well, and the problem is she has that kick, right? Which yeah. can be effective against most players. And that's why she's also really good on clay because it jumps a bit higher. However, she seems to have problems against players with great backhands who are tall. Danielle yeah. Collins, Rybakina, Sabalenka, that kick. And she has a lot of trouble changing that to the forehand or into the body with a bit of slice. So she keeps playing that kick serve that Which, sits up and is just being punished by these type of players. Happy days for players with great backhands. And Danielle Collins has one of the great backhands mm. of all time. So, But anyway, she found a way. She clawed her way back in because Danielle Collins all of a sudden at 4-1 just couldn't hit a ball in the court either. And yes, and we had a really interesting stat actually. So from in the third set, up until the third set, so Danielle Collins... 4-6, one all, and until winning the second set and being up 4-1, her average speed per hour, well, her average speed on the forehand side, English is a tough Forehand language. and backhand or just forehand? No, this was the forehand because backhand is always... Always hard. Always hard. Yeah. On the forehand was 75 miles per hour, and when she was up 4-1, it dropped to 58 miles per hour. Wow. That is an insane stat. That is 10 miles approximately. That's called choking. I you mean, said it, I didn't. But that, that is, is called insane. getting tight as a drum and trying to just make the shot as opposed to going for the shot, which is what gets you up 4-1 in the third without question because the only way that you beat Iga Shiontek is to push her back, particularly exactly. on the forehand. And if you don't push her back, she will control the point yes. every single time. Yes. And her backhand was great yesterday. It was almost like she was looking for backhands over forehand. Yeah, which, we talked about yeah, this which, right after the match, which was interesting. Yeah, which is, yeah, I mean... Just, you, had a, you had a really good point about this, actually, because I was like, ah, oh, it's so strange that Iga is not taking forehands from the middle because that is why it's so hard to play her. Great movers against Iga have problems because you can't see when you, you know, when you set up for a forehand... You close your shoulder and you can't tell where it's going yeah. to go. And yesterday, Iga was taking backhands from the middle and I asked you and you're like, well, on the fast surface, she just doesn't feel comfortable. Can you explain technically well, why I that think, is on this surface? I think when she got tight yesterday, I think right towards the end, she was she's more willing and happy to take backhands in some respect because she has the left hand and the second hand to help her cover the ball, mm -hmm. right? And so, whereas if she covers it, too much on the forehand, it actually goes in the net. Mm. And if she doesn't hit out on it, it'll fly on her. So mm. I think on the backhand side, she feels like she can, as you know, as a two-hander, I mean, I don't know, understand because I was a one-hander, but I would imagine for a two-hander, you guys feel like you can swing a little more with your two-hand and use your left hand to cover the ball and control it. But, oh, my God, she bounced back after losing those two match points, particularly the match point where she had an overhead and she had swinging volleys and she was just, you could tell she was just shitting herself. But... You got to give her credit. She dug deep. Now, for me, is that the match that turns it around for her and lets her think, all right, because she's had an unbelievably tough draw. Mm. She's played a former winner here in Sophia Cannon, a former finalist here in Danielle Collins. Both of them are 
feisty. Both of them hit the ball big and good. And both with great backhands. And they and she got through those matches. Mm. So I got to think that that's going to give her a tremendous amount of confidence mm. uh, going through this tournament now. Because for me, it's got to feel like she's playing with house money now, having won that match yesterday. So... Let's get to the other women's match. Oh, oh my God. My Let's God. just first mention it that Carlos Alcaraz played a really good match. Also a very entertaining yeah. match as we are used from him against Sonego, who's playing really well yeah. this year, so I have fun, to say. Too. So, so fun. fun. He has a, he's, has a great intensity. I first saw him in that um, Rome match against Novak Djokovic yeah. when he won the second set tiebreak and the Italian crowd was going absolutely insane. And I was like, man, this kid is really good. Yeah. And he, by kid, I mean a grown-ass man. Yeah, he is. But he was beaten by a grown-ass man who's also kind of a kid. in our <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Um, and then walks onto the court, Rybakina and Blinkova. One hour later than expected. So they already have only two matches in the day session to, ha to not have that the night session starts later. And it does. And, and <laughs> we had a rain break, yes, mm. but it was only for about maybe minutes, 20, 20 minutes. minutes yeah. So the fact that it went to about 8 o'clock into the night session and then the night session went on late, cut to hoping, I'm sure the tournament that Rybakina was just going to smack Blinkovas, but, and we would be back on the schedule and not too bad. That's a hundred percent what they were thinking. I mean, I, I don't know, but you just have to, right? If you're the tournament director and the committee, a hundred percent you're thinking this is an hour and five minutes yeah. and then we're on to schedule. We won't be too late. Well, no, no, no. <laughs> the women just decide to play the three set match of a lifetime Concluded by the longest tiebreak in the history of Grand Slam tennis. 22-20. 10 match points for Blinkova. Six match points for Rybakina. It was, I was calling the match. You were calling the match for the World Feed. I was calling the match for ESPN. And I, I've had the pleasure of you know, watching a lot of tennis, as have you. I've had a lot of pleasure to call matches, as have you now. I have never sat through a more up and down situation <laughs> in my life on a commentary booth. I mean, Chris Fowler and I were just, there was were, were, three or four points would go by in the tiebreak and we wouldn't say anything. We, we too, we were almost silent for the entire tiebreak because we were muting ourselves. We were dying. We were oh. standing up. You are in the low booth. You are right behind yeah. the court, yeah. but we are on the top. So we were standing, leaning over the window. We can open the window. We had the window open. I was on my knees. I had my hands over the head. I didn't know whether I was crying or throwing up. Oh. Like the nurse, I could barely breathe. I could just, Laura Robson, who was courtside, I could just go, oh my God, oh my God, with that yeah. British posh accent. Yeah. It was absolutely, we were just looking at, she kept looking up at the box, right, raising her hand, going like, what is happening? It was really the insanity. I, it's just, if you have... The time, if you have 35 minutes, because this is how long this tiebreak took. Go find it. Please go on YouTube, find this tiebreak, <laughs> and watch it in the entirety, because this is maybe the most insane thing I, at least, have witnessed in the last 16 years I was on tour. I mean, Blinkova goes to serve for the match. I mean, first of all, Rybakina coming back, it was down a set and a break, comes back, wins the second set, you think, okay, it's over, this right? Done, yeah. Momentum is going to swing now, she's going to play well, which she did. She was playing well. Blinkova clearly got nervous with a set and a break situation. So you think she's not going to be able to handle them, mm. you know. And then she comes out, looks great in the third, and then Blinkova just turns up and says, no, 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 I'm not giving this match to you. 
plays unbelievable, mm. serves for the match of 5-4, plays the most ridiculously bad game at 5-4. Like, all of a sudden, a different human being mm. entered Blinkova's body. She thought she was serving volleyer, comes into the net, misses that swinging back and volley. Then she comes in on game point, and it's like, she's like Roger Federer, or, or she's like trying to play like me, like hit, I can't play from the baseline, get me to the net, like runs in on this like, most ridiculous misses this backhand volley was, by about Roger Federer, but Roger Federer on crystal meth. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> she literally, I was like, I was thinking in my, in my brain where she was doing, it's like, where is she going? What is she doing? And she hits the worst volley to lose the game. And Chris Fowler and I just looked at each other and he's like, is that, a, is that considered a brain fart? And I was like, uh, yeah. I mean, and then you think, okay, she's never going to re- yeah. recover from that, right? No, no, she breaks serve because <laughs> Rabakina was definitely not her best, was missing and yeah. feeling the pressure. And then you think, okay, she can, no way she's going to serve mm. it out again. Well, she gets a match point, gets another she match did. point, doesn't win. Rabakina hits winner after winner. And you're just like, oh my God, this is insane. Goes into the tie break. You're like, there's no way Plinkova's going to win now, right? Yeah. Surely not. Yeah. And then she gets down in the tie break and you think, okay, you know, Rabakina is going to win. I'm looking up at her coaching box, you know, Rabakina's yeah. coaching box. And Vukic is like, like the whole time, he's just like talking the whole time. I'm like, oh my God, I would die if he was my coach. Because I was like, how many things are you going to tell me in the space of three minutes? You know yeah. what I mean? And then Blinkova fights her way back, gets a match. I mean, it was just non-stop. I just kept thinking, okay, now it's over, right? We have to talk about the one match point save. 18-17. By Blinkova. 18-17. I thought five times this is it. This, this is, is over. over. Rybakina played the perfect yeah, point. Yeah, perfect. She didn't do anything wrong. But And I said that on the call. I said it before the match even started. I said, you will witness somebody that does the sport with the most amount of respect for the sport I've ever seen. Blinkova is limited in her ability. She's not very fast. She has a little bit stiffness in her technique, but she will fight. She will scramble. Yeah. She works hard. She changed her complete forehand. She had a huge yeah. swing with a different grip and people, it was very attackable. She changed her complete yeah. forehand because she saw this impossible. She changed her serve. She used to serve 155 Ks an hour. Yesterday, she was matching Rebecca yeah. in the yeah. first set and a half on serve stats. So it just comes to show you, and I was really happy, and I love Rebakina, I love her love game. Love her. But, I was, but she will bounce back. She's a champion. She showed glimpses of it yesterday. Yeah. She's a champion. She plays so good under pressure. But Blinkova, I was so happy that life rewards these people. She's just a good, she's just good people. She's oh a my good God. person, and she respects <coughs> the sport. She always behaves so well. And I don't know if you told the story on the, on the pod before, but I think it's really pertinent to her character and what, what kind of woman she is. The thing that you told me yesterday in Cincinnati when Sam Stozer and uh, I don't know who she was. Zhang Shui. Zhang Shui. When they beat her, them in doubles. Yeah, she was down. They, uh, just a little um, quick story. Uh, Blinkova was up a set and uh, I think like 5-1 with her partner against uh, Sam and Shui. And the, it, Sam and Shui ended up coming back and winning the match. And they got really tight, the opposition. But our girls played good to come back. But sitting on the bike after the match and, she, and I said, oh, sorry, Anna. And she's like, oh, it's okay. Um, really good luck. Best of luck in the next match. Mm. They played really well. Blah, blah. I was like, oh my God, I would have walked back to the hotel if yeah. I lost that and hopefully got hit by a car on the highway. Yeah, like, being so up 5-1 yeah, and yeah. doubles, no, right? She was so kind, so nice. It was unbelievable. So as you said, 
what an incredible that point at eighteen seventeen when she hit back like two or three squash shot forehands, mm. like yes. just snatched them yes. back into the court with the slice, and it allowed her to get into the point, back and then hits a winner. I mean, it was just. I mean, you can tell from us. I mean, I'm so friggin' tired right now, and mm. I, I, it just took me back to that moment, and I just can't believe what I witnessed. Yes. And then for Rubakin to miss that backhand on match point was actually kind of shocking, mm. because there was the one like as you call it, brain fart. Because all the other match points, yeah, she does get still a little bit tight on the forehand. It's much better, but she, like that's all no normal. But yeah. that backhand, that's her money shot, yeah. right? She never misses that. That's maybe the one thing where you're like, uh, but that's strange. Apparently, this is what I will say in Rybakina's defense, she was having trouble with her Achilles or her lower calf. It was a little bit unclear, uh -huh. but we had a microphone in the coach's box and we could hear her physio at one time saying he's German. Um, so I, for me, it was the best thing ever. Coach creation, fitness coach creation, physio, physio German. I understood every single thing. So I was just translating everything, the, everything that the was coming out of the. It was just, it was just. I mean, it was just lucky so that my parents saying, are Serbian, and he was saying she has something on her. We couldn't quite make it out, but they were. She, he was showing like basically the ankle or uh, the uh, Achilles uh, or something on the. How do you call this? Uh, yeah, on the foot. On I mean, the, the heel. Foot. The, the heel. heel, yes, the heel. So I will say that she was she was a bit bothered by, by something on her foot, just in general. Yeah, well, she was still moving pretty well, yeah. but you're right. You know, maybe something was bothering her. But just to see Evelinkova, like, go to the ground, and she ran over to her, like, coach's area after yeah. the match, which you never do, yeah. like, unless you win the tournament. In the second round, yeah. But also, I was thinking as she was running, girl, you run over there. You just won the most incredible tiebreak in the history of Grand Slam tennis. Yeah. And imagine if she had lost at two yeah. ma 10 match point. But you know what? You said she'll never recover from that. And I said, you know what? She would. She's, She's the that only one. type yes. of person yes. that would be like, well, it was just meant to be. Yeah. Not my day today. And yeah. you'd just be like, why? You had 10 match points. You know what I mean? But she'd be like, no, no. She played good on those match points. Yeah. And you're like, oh, okay. I mean, she's just that type yeah. of person. Anyway. I mean, I, I said this to jo Josh Eagle was uh, my co-commentator. And I said, I muted us. And I was like, if she loses this match, her career is over. <laughs> my career would have been over. Yeah. I would have never recovered. But let's, oh, I have it one more minute before I have to uh, run Medvedev to the side. Yes. Wins. Four hours, 23 minutes. Three at three we mentioned that he, they finished the match at 3.46 a.m. He beat Emil Rusovori, who's fucking good, Yeah, man. he's good. But anyway, listen, that was unbelievable. I don't know how he's going to recover from that and be yeah. able to play the next day. Because he is here to win the tournament. Yeah, of course. This has to be said. And, you know, you have to be, like, for. she said it in the great Encore interview with Laura afterwards. She said, this is the greatest day of my life. Oh, I know. And it's true for somebody like Medvedev, he's like, fuck, I want to win this tournament. Yeah, 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 you're right. Yeah. I can't be out here for four and a half hours having until 4 a.m. in the morning. Having said that, Blinkova has a pretty good draw now, and that draw is yes. completely opened up. But I want to give a shout-out to Sloane Stevens. She took yes. out Katsakini yesterday. So she's looking good. And my pick for outside the top ten to do really well in this tournament is Kinwen Chen. And mm. guess what? She's looking really good. Yeah. And she's in the section of the draw that she can do, that is awesome. do some damage. Emma Navarro won again for the American... Um, audience back there. But speaking um, for, about Americans, Jess Pagula is out. What the hell? Yeah, that was really strange. I didn't, I'll be honest, I didn't see the match because yeah. I was working the um, greatest tiebreak in the history of the world, yeah. as were you. I don't know. I mean, unless I she wants know. to get back and watch the Bills play. Well, Clara, Bur <laughs> Clara Burrell is a very talented um, French player. 
I know I met Jess Pagula at the airport. We landed at the same time in Melbourne last week and she was struggling with a viral illness. Yeah, that, that, there's no the, question that and she's not it was, well. It was something with the stomach yeah. and that costs you so much substance. Yeah. And she played on the hot day you know, if you, she's probably been super dehydrated yeah. and that's what and I put you, it down to. And yes. I think it was, it was so windy yesterday. Maybe just, just the brain wasn't there. The body wasn't there and she didn't respond. And yeah, a shocking loss <laughs> for somebody who's so consistent. So usually. consistent. But if anybody has seen it, um, please let us know what happened there. <laughs> <laughs> Tweet these us at, the, these we are the no... tennis experts that you follow. <laughs> yeah. Tweet us at, we have no idea. <laughs> now I will leave the rest to you. There were so many on the men's side too. They were like, Three matches that end oh, up seven, Max, six in the third. Casper Ruud, yeah. Zverev got through, Azarenka got through last night as well in three sets. That's oh, why Ostapenko I was so like... Oh, Tomjanovic, the oh, drama match. Oh, man, that was unbelievable. The crowd, even though it was late, really late, um, the crowd over there was unbelievable. And, of course, Ostapenko was loving every second of it. Niskova, good player. Very good player. Um, the, one but, of the best back in. But, I mean, honestly, she's gonna get Czech killed in player. No, and also a Czech player... Young Czech player coming up on tour, you're like, oh, I wonder how she plays. And you you're see like, three points and you're like, like, yeah, it's the best backhand in the world I've ever seen. <laughs> what is up with these backhands? Karolina Pliskova is the, the only, only exception. She just happens to have one of the best be serves yes, and best forehands. And the best time. forehand. But literally every other every other Czech player is like has the best backhand I've ever seen. I don't know what they put in the backhand water over there. I don't know. But anyway, Grigor Dimitrov got through against Kokonakis in an unbelievable atmosphere as well. He was lo He's looking really good. He won in, he's yeah. in four sets. So that's, uh, that's world-class performing from Grigor Dimitrov over the last few weeks. Tommy Paul looked great in four sets. He got through. He's going to be tough to beat. Obviously, he made the semis here last year, so he feels good here. Herbie Harkoch, once again, goes the distance. Oh. If it's three sets or five sets... It doesn't matter. That's what he likes to do. How much time can I spend on the court? Cam Norrie is squeaking through. As mm. I said, Kim Wen Zhang, I think, is the one that's looking really good. Emma Raducanu out. Yeah, out. I don't know what was going on in the third she set. She had the was... trainer out to, like, help with her pulse. And I don't know what's going on. But uh... She was ill, yeah. She said in the, her press conference <clears throat> that she was ill and she didn't want to. And Alex Mickelson, this young American guy who's doing really well. He took out Lehechka. In four sets, he looked really, really good. He's a talent. Elena Svitolina is Man, just like she's flying under moving radar, along. Yeah. And so did uh, uh, Francis Azure Aliassim. So nice to see him win some yeah. matches at Grand Slam. I level. love that you just said Francis. Uh, Francis, oh my God. <laughs> Felix Azure. Rene Stubbs has slept on average the last five days. Five hours. Four to five maybe, hours. Maybe, so. maybe, at max. Everyone at home is like, yeah, cry me a river, Stubbs. You I will in. let you anyway. take this to an end. Bring us over the finish line. Girlfriend, I'm headed toward, to, to, to tennis. the side. And I see you over there. <coughs> yeah. It was a pleasure, hey, like always. Thank you, my friend. And for people at home or listening to this, wherever you are, all around the world, thanks for joining us again. What was that, day five? Or did it go into day six? Uh, I don't know. It feels like day 48 um, for us who've had very late nights, including Petco. But, guys, thanks for joining us today. Wow, what a day of tennis. Seriously, one of the best at Grand Slam. Uh, in, the grand, in the history of the Grand Slam, I can't even speak. In the history of Grand Slam play, yesterday at the Australian Open goes down as one of the great days that I've ever experienced, not only as a commentator but as a tennis fan, and I hope you enjoyed it as well. Have fun today. There's going to be some ripper matches as well. Cheers. Bye, y'all.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.